Us, the Ali McNeil podcast where we rewatch every episode through 2018 eyes. I'm Laura Jane Parker. And I'm Eleanor Parker. And what have we got in store today? It's a doozy. <laughs> well, today we are watching season one, episode 19. Happy birthday, baby. Yeah, it's notable because it involves a birthday of our titular character. Yes, yes, it does. So, yeah, so clearly her birthday falls around April time. Well, well, when did it air? Well, it aired 6th of April 98. Okay, so So, she'd be, if this is consistent across the seasons, if they continually show her birthday at this time of year, it would place her as an Aries on the old... Horoscope horoscope charts. Uh, horoscope for anyone interested in that. I don't know what that. I don't really know much about any other horoscopes other than. No, mine. I don't know much about Aries. I don't know anyone who's an Aries. I don't think. Hmm. Uh, they're Ram, aren't they? That's their symbol. Yeah. So maybe they're meant to be like somewhat stubborn, stubborn, um, bullshy. But that does also, suit her. <laughs> we need to find out like what her rising sign and what her moon sign is. They, oh, I've heard about yeah, this. Yeah. Like it's now like it's so much more complicated than just your sun sign. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna do my birth chart with a friend of mine soon. Oh gonna, really? Because although I'm a Pisces and I do identify with certain aspects of Pisces, yeah. I suspect that my rising sign is Virgo because Virgos are like super organized and like really into like just planning and like organisation and I was like I'm absolutely sure that my you need to know your time of birth yeah yeah I I think I'm a I think because you're cancer yeah I'm cancerian which there are a lot of aspects of that that does suit me yeah quite a lot actually in a weird way um I think I looked this up and I think Virgo was one of my signs okay and so was Capricorn yeah, okay. But I can't remember which was which. Yeah, interesting. So yeah, yeah I'll, I'm going to do my birth chart and I'll figure it out. Mm. I'm almost positive I should be Virgo rising. If I'm not, something's gone wrong somewhere because... Yeah, I think I I think I think might have been Virgo rising and I looked That's at it weird. and I was like, I am not You're this like anti-organised. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. I'm like, this does not speak to the true core of me at all. Well, give me your <laughs> details and I'll do yours for you as well. Give me your details. Yeah, yeah okay. Anyway, yeah. bye the bye. Sorry. <laughs> We interrupt this program for Eleanor's cultural stuff. Brought to you by the 90s, the decade more problematic than it looks. So, UK number one, It's Like That, by Ron (laughs) Dias. Versus Jason Nevins. Yeah, yeah me and my, yeah, my uh, class at school at that time, we did, you know, we used to have like gymnastic competitions. Oh my God, yeah. we had to submit <laughs> a team. Yeah. I wasn't in the team, No, I was never in the team either. I'm not remotely flexible um, or graceful in any way, but you had to come up with a team like routine and like the whole class got involved mm. with the like theme and whatever yeah. and like cheering them on. And at ours, we did it to this, song ah. and we had um we were all like army themed so it was very in at the time because of like all saints so we were of all course. wearing like cargo pants and like yeah being, like, yeah, like yeah that's hilarious good. i remember we did ours we definitely won one year i can't remember which one but i think for one of ours we did it to reach by s club seven <laughs> brilliant excellent choice 
all about that. Because <laughs> I think we, we definitely had a few good people in our class that were like, did gymnastics. Yeah. So that always helps. Yeah, we, we did as well. We had a few. Actually, one of the people who was in my class, who was in the team, is now a dancer on the West End. Wow, um, really? In Wicked. She's been in Wicked for years. Oh, so yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. Anyway. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this bit I picked out especially for you. Is it Jason and Kylie? Especially for you. But it, no, it's not, but it is related to Neighbours. Ah, so, so, first of April. Yeah. UK debut of episode 2965 of Neighbours. Yeah. Which sees Anne Hattie make her final appearance. <gasps> she died! As matriarch Helen Daniels. Yeah. The character having been killed off. Yes. Hattie, the soap's longest serving cast member at the time of her departure, died herself in June 99. Yes, yes. But it I was, remember she, that episode because I still watch Neighbours. Yeah. yeah. Holding, was it Hannah's, Hannah's hand? hand? Her, gran- her and, great granddaughter. Yeah, hand. and she was just like, I remember that I moment. I can't believe it was that long ago. I know, but I so remember that scene because I just remember. She's, I think they were watching they're TV watching, or no, something. No, they were watching Jason and Kylie's wedding video. Right, yeah. So they're, they're watching that and like she's holding her hand and then it's like at some point in the watching of this, Helen Daniels has died. Yeah. And like, and then you hear Hannah be like, I, I thought, I thought she had died, but I didn't want to say anything because... I didn't want to... She's like, oh! I remember that. It was so upsetting. So, so sad, yeah. Back in the days when I actually watched Nova. I mean, you should still watch it because it is really good, but yeah. (laughs) Unmissable drama. It is unmissable drama. Yeah, so shout out to all my favourite Neighbours pods. So, Fry Gaze and Neighbours Pod. There you go. Yeah. But I threw that in for that. Thank you. 3rd of April, the Lost in Space film. With Matt LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc and Gary Oldman was released. (laughs) Was that Song Association? Was that in there? That's the Lost in Space theme tune. Oh, is it? They remixed it for the movie, yeah. So, originally it was a TV show. Yeah, I knew that. I didn't know that was its theme tune. Yeah. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah. And 9th of April, 98, Elle Fanning is born. Oh, there bloody you go. hell. I'll give you a birth instead of a death. Yeah, well, I mean, now you just made me feel really old. Okay, fine, yeah. It's the death of my youth. <laughs> <laughs> I said that he complained about me telling you people were dying. I was like, well, so that is my cultural stuff well done so let's get on in so yeah yeah so so we start we open on elaine ushering everyone in the office into ali's office so yes. like she's ushering like random extras that are supposedly staff of cajun fish but yes. also specifically georgia billy and richard yes. into ali's office and she's saying you know come on she's coming she's on the elevator and like billy and georgia are sort of well, Billy specifically is like, she might not want this. And Elaine's saying it's her birthday. The only thing worse than celebrating is not celebrating a yes. birthday. Um, and Billy's like, but it's not even her birthday. Like, it's her like birthday two days is two away. Days away. Yeah. yeah. 
Anyway, Elaine like, Elaine goes, it's like act natural. Yes. And she goes, act natural, and she sits on a desk like cross-legged and like thrusts her breasts like, out. Tits out, legs crossed, <laughs> you know what I mean? And like act natural. And as Georgia closes the door uh, on everyone in Annie's office, she's like, that's natural. And Ali- Elaine's like, get in there, get in like, for God's sake. Yeah. So she sat on her desk outside Annie's office. Everyone's in the office, hiding in Ali's office. The elevator dings, and Ali and John come out of the elevator, and Ali approaches Elaine because Elaine is just looking weird. <laughs> She's not looking natural. <laughs> no, and Elaine, uh, Ali's like, "What?" And Elaine's like, "Nothing." And then Ali goes past, like uh, tentatively, to go into her office, and, and John's Elaine and like John, behind. like, yeah, Elaine and John, like, follow, like, scurry after her, like, and don't other people, like, yeah, come yeah, with yeah, them, like, yeah. come with them, and then as she opens the door, everyone goes surprise, and there's like almost like a horror. You know, like, in horror, yeah, yeah, in horror, like, a string, yeah. so they go up, like, yeah, there's, like, a horror, like, swell of music, yeah. and, like, Ali turns around, and everyone behind her goes, surprise! <laughs> she's like, ah! Yeah, she's like, you really shouldn't have, and she's just looking at Billy and Georgia and Richard, like, with her eyes, like, like how dare you let this you happen? This? Yeah. yeah. And Elaine kicks off singing Happy Birthday, but Ali... Aren't they holding a cake? Yeah, Billy's Billy's holding a cake. A massive, huge cake. Yeah. I guess for the entire office. With one tiny candle in it. Um, Elaine kicks off his happy birthday, and Ali's like, no, 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 no happy, no singing, it's not my birthday yet, stop this. And Richard, like, blows out the candle on the cake. (laughs) Billy's like, because Billy's carrying it, and Richard's to the side. Like, someone take this off me. Um, But then, there's a voice comes from the crowd going, Ali Mc Beal and Ali's like yes and he's and this guy goes I have a summons and Ali's like a summons for what and he goes a, a summons, summons for you, you. <laughs> and everyone groans because Elaine turns on the stereo which has Tom Jones da, not da, unusual da, and it's da, clearly a stripper yeah exactly and like everyone's like Elaine and Elaine's like she'll love it and she gets Ali to like sit on this chair that she's made for them and Elaine comes uh, around and behind her and sits on Ali's desk like watching like yeah like an Cross, audience member. like absolutely like <laughs> loving everything yeah um, and then Georgia just looks disgusted straight just away walks straight as out. Walks out the stripper's like rubbing Ali with his he's dressed up like a oh, policeman isn't he yeah. so he's like rubbing Ali's neck with his baton oh, and Ali just looks really that. like grossed out it's all like in her hair and stuff she like physically recoils Repulsed. so Georgia's left um, she sort of has to squeeze around him like she doesn't want to touch him yeah. um, and then the stripper's dancing and he takes off his top and Ali like screws up her face but Elaine is absolutely loving She's every on cloud second. nine yeah John leaves because he's like, ooh, naked man flesh. I can't have anyone think that I'm enjoying this. And like, he leaves. The man's, the stripper's top flies into Billy's face. Oh my god, I so love that's that bit. Billy <laughs> yeah. Shirt in face. And then Richard sort of moves out from behind Elaine and is like, huh, interesting. And he's like holding his cup of coffee to his face. Yeah. And then the stripper like licks his lips and like goes, ow, at Richard. <laughs> and Richard's like, looks repulsed and like leaves. And I wasn't enjoying all this kind of like, I don't know, there was some sort of uh, queer shaming in a way. Because like any indication that the men could potentially be enjoying, enjoying it, it, they were like, oh God, no, I have to no, leave. No, they mustn't no, think I'm gay. No homo. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah exactly. Just really, and I was just like, guys, yeah, like, yeah, you may not down. like strippers, but 
don't pretend you're into it until they come at you. Yeah, and yeah, And then be completely. like, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just didn't like that bit. But then, um, <laughs> um, Richard leaves, and Elaine's going, oh, come on, Annie, make it a happy birthday. <laughs> and like, the, the stripper's, like, taking his belt off. And Annie, like, holds his belt. She gets up, she, like, turns him around, and then just is like, nah, I'm leaving. She's like, like bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically Elaine, everyone else has kind of left as well. Yeah. And it's Elaine alone in the room and she is like the cat that got the cream she quite like literally she like off the frosting from the cake with her like index finger, finger and like sucks it off and like shimmies her so- shoulders and like as she's left alone with yeah, it's like yeah. oh this is all for me yes. great what a shame well it's very much like you get the impression that she has clearly planned what she would want for herself and like not yeah. what Ali would be into. Yeah. So and then we're in titles. Yeah. And I have a note on titles. Oh right. Because this is the first episode that they change up the titles because in previous episodes the titles have just had scenes intercut from the pilot episode, maybe some of the earlier oh, episodes yes. of just Ali. Yeah. And this is the first title sequence where we actually have people's um, who aren't from Ali. the cast yeah, yeah, yeah. next to their when they mention their the cast name yeah. they have like close ups on the cast oh. from other episodes they've since done so they changed it up that's cool yeah that's and I, cool. I only noticed I, I checked before we recorded this episode so I was like is it this episode that they do it or is it another one but yeah, yeah it, they didn't have it last week and they have, um, oh, have awesome. it this episode oh, yeah. there you go so that was interesting I'm so, glad they did it although I feel like it took them quite a while through the yeah, season yeah like we're that. nearly at the end yeah, like, yeah. But it's now just occurred to you yeah to no, it's funny because with George's I think each one of them gets roughly three clips each and George's one two of them have long hair and then they've just shoved a short haired one in because they're like oh shit she cut her hair like, new look like, yeah, new yeah. look Georgia so um, yeah so that, that was funny but yeah so that's that Something okay cool so, so then we're at Ali and Renee's flat in the morning and Ali is getting ready she's got like rollers in her hair and she's in her dressing gown she's putting on hand cream I yeah think. and she's basically like bemoaning and kind of worrying about getting old Ugh, um, no time for this she's a baby yeah she's like because uh, Renee's like what's the big deal about turning 28 yeah. and Ali's like it's two years from 30 and at 15 I used to look at people who are 30 and think just die already I'm like excuse me <laughs> I mean I very nearly threw in an objection I haven't I was like I'm 33 and you can fuck off with that noise seriously um, you can yeah. just die already but then Renee's like and would they and Ali's like I'm serious but yeah, she Renee's, goes, she's basically, yeah, she's like, Renee, she says, Renee, most women would be afraid to say this, but I'm strong enough to confront a certain truth. I am nothing without my face. It starts cracking at 30. It loses moisture. The reason I look as young as I do is I have the good sense not to smile growing up. And I stayed out of the sun. And she's like waffling on like this rubbish. And then the phone rings. Yeah. I mean, staying out of the sun is not rubbish, I should say. That's no, no, I stay one. out of the sun. Yeah. But Renee's like, no smiles, no sunshine, got it all figured out, yeah. haven't you? And she picks up the phone because yes. the phone started ringing. And Renee's like, hello, today? No, I can't. What? And like, I don't march into trial without, what? Henderson? Oh yeah, I do know a bit about this. And then Ali and Renee are looking at each other and then Renee goes, okay, I'll see you there. And she puts the phone down and Ali says, Henderson, Mark Henderson. And I guess this is someone they both know. Renee goes, guess who you're up against? 
twig. Yeah. And and basically what she's what she's alluding to, which we'll find out next, is that Ali is now going to be like up against Renee because yeah. Renee's taking the other. Yes. So yeah, yeah. So so then we kind of swipe cut to the office, and Elaine is discussing with everyone before the weekly meeting about her plans for Ali's actual birthday. Yeah. So she's sort of before Ali gets there, she's like, I thought we could have a party in the bar after work, and then maybe everyone could sing a song, like you know, do a number. And Richard goes, Elaine, why do you seize upon any occasion to do a number? If you want to be a performer, take off your clothes. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Elaine, like, it's it- just like, right, um, okay, and not all performers are strippers, <laughs> for <know>. why? <laughs> I just didn't get, it was just really odd. Anyway. I think it- what he's saying is like, if you're so desperate for attention, go take your clothes yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, like, Which weird. is really... Yeah. yeah anyway, so Elaine like ignores him and just says she's depressed about her birthday. I know it. I've listened in on her call. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, Rich is like, good. Moving on. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. But we've got the Henderson trial today, which is like links to the conversation yes. that Renee and uh, Ali were just having. And he says, "How's the biscuit?" And John is saying, "Battery, yes. I think we can argue, but breaking and entering." Um, and George is like, "I agree." And Richard's like, there was no no breaking. He used an, an open, open door. door. And then Annie walks in and she's late again, I've I noticed. Know. She's like constantly late for meetings. Um, well, but she I, has... I relate to this. <laughs> Me too. But at the same time, not, I don't know, like if it's your job to be somewhere on time. Yeah, like you, you, there's, uh, most workplaces will not tolerate yeah. constant lateness if you're supposed to be at a meeting at a certain time. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but she enters with like a, she's left accidentally left one of her rollers in her hair. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, it reminds me of Mum because you know she used to go to work with them in to keep to keep the cool in the car, car for a bit yeah. longer, and then like she'd take them out as she got out of the car. But yeah, I don't think she ever left one in. But yeah, I'm sure. I bet she has one time. <laughs> Yeah. A little um, one at the back. But yeah, Ali comes in because she's overheard the beginning of that conversation and says, I doubt we'll settle now because Renee has the case. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because DA Loeb left the office and Renee got the case, which isn't good. And then Billy has been staring at her this entire time. At and he like whistles hair. and like points her hair. <laughs> and Ali like feels for it and goes, oh, I know it's there. She like styles it out. She's like, it's a fashion thing. Like, but then there's a gif of her going red, red as well. Yeah. So clearly, yeah. John raises his eyebrows like, yeah, point. sure. Um, so Georgia then says, what about insanity? And Richard says, a fetish doesn't make him insane. And Georgia counters with, he's a perv, Richard. And that's when Mark, Mark Henderson, Henderson himself appears at the door and says, I heard that. And Mark, uh, Richard's like, Mark, hey! hey. Um, <laughs> and Mark's like, so I'm a perv, am I? Um, and so we should say at this point that Mark Henderson is played by Barry Miller, who was probably best known to, for playing the character Ralph in Fame, if you know that movie. And no, he was also... Bobby C in Saturday Night Fever, although that was a smaller part. So he's been uh, in quite a few dance-based yeah. movies. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so what he's doing here is nothing to do with dance. But, yeah. Although I guess it is to do with feet. feet. Yeah. <laughs> so we still don't know what his fetish is, but we've just alluded to it. Okay, that. yeah. Um, so Richard's like, oh no, that's a legal term. <laughs> he says, perv means protective, evidentiary, retroactive, Vicky. Vicky. <laughs> and Mark's like, Vicky? And Richard's like, 
Vinny, Vinny, Vicky. Team Motto. Team Motto will win. Again, with the bastardisation of the Latin phrases. I feel like instead of doing fishisms, I should do Start like doing. La- fish Latinisms or whatever they are. Um, but he's like, Team Motto will win. And he's like, John and Ali, meet with him. And then John's taking a moment. Ali kind of gets up and says hi whilst kind of touching her hair. Like, mm. he's like, oh God. And then John waves whilst holding a banana, which I did not enjoy because I don't like bananas. I don't like them either, yeah, okay. So, next scene, we are in court. Yes, and it's the trial of Mark Henderson, and we have Cheryl Bonner um, on the witness stand. And she's played by an actress called Harriet Sampson Harris. Oh, she's great. She's been in loads of stuff. She was was the mum of Amanda in Adam's Family Values. Oh, yes. Uh, She was also Felicia Tillman. Was she the mum of Amanda? Yeah. Was she the mum of... Amanda. She was definitely the mum of Amanda. Really? Yes. And she, oh yes, no, I, no, I know now. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she was also Felicia Tillman in Desperate Housewives, which I know her from. And she, she was, was Mrs. Jankis in Memento. And she was Bibi in Frasier. Yes, she's been in so many things. She's great in um, Frasier. Yeah, so yeah. she's a very well known actress. She's great, and she's she a fantastic is actress. the. Uh, kind of opposite side to Mark Henderson in this case. So she's on the stand and Renee is questioning her about what's happened because at this stage we only know that something happened and Mark's a bit of a perv and it's something to do with battery and breaking and entering. Yes. So basically Cheryl explains that she remember. basically she was, it was like 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. And she wasn't awake at first but then she felt like a draft on her foot and then yes. a tickle. Yes. And Renee, and who's, woke her who's, who's asking her, her questions, yeah. is like, what do you mean a tickle? She's like, well, it was a tickle and that's what, what woke me. I felt this tickle on my left foot. And then she looked down and the covers had been peeled away from her foot. Yeah. And there's... Uh, she was like, and I saw this figure in the darkness and at first I thought I was dreaming... But then my eyes adjusted and I could see. And Renee says, what did you see? And she she goes, I saw him! And she like points really dramatically like, that man! (laughs) And Renee's like, what was he doing? And there's like really dramatic music. And she's like, tickling my foot! (laughs) Yeah, and then basically she screamed as loud as she could and he ran out. Yeah, and And so she dialed 911. She told a man... Tickled my foot. Broke into my house in the middle of the night and tickled my foot. So so then Annie crosses and she's like, it transpires that the man was no stranger. They'd actually been out on three dates and the door wasn't even locked. And Cheryl's like, but does that give him the right to sneak in? But Annie's like, my point is, this wasn't a broken entry. Nothing was actually broken. Broken. He He just opened opened the the door door and entered. And Cheryl says, but uninvited in in the the middle middle of of the the night. And then Annie says... During your dates, didn't you tell him that you liked foot massages and then smiles? And Cheryl just sort of looks bewildered. Yeah, as you would, because yeah. it's that thing of like, right, what's that got to do with anything? Like a foot massage. I like foot massages. Yeah. Don't like my feet being tickled. 
they're two different things. And even so, it also, doesn't matter because he sneaks in from the middle of the yeah, night I and like, done this while I like, I've been asleep. I like hugs, but it doesn't give anyone the right to just come in and give hug me a hug me. when I don't want yeah, one. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? like, and it's quite funny because looking back on it now, like I think I remember watching this at the time, like when it first aired, and being kind of like when... Ali says, like, didn't you tell him you liked foot massages? Me thinking, like, wow, this puts a new spin on things. And it's like, <laughs> no, it doesn't. Like, like 10-year-old Eleanor being like, oh, mind the blown. plot thickens. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's by the by. Yeah, completely by the by. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, the next scene, we're back at the office, and Elaine and Greg are going over some paperwork, I assume from the case last week from when he like yeah it was he was got victimized <laughs> <laughs> and it was a witch hunt i tell you <laughs> fucking hell by that you made me out of control accountant uh, so yeah, so anyway, uh, yeah, Greg is like, don't you need this notarised? Elaine's like, no. And what's really funny, um, I mean, it's all just blah, blah, blah about signatures on paper, but what's really <laughs> funny is that Elaine has a tiny, small roller in her hair, like Ali had, which is really cute. It reminds me of that scene in Mean Girls where they try and sabotage Regina's uh, top. They cut oh, the holes yes. like, yeah. on wet to show, so that her bra shows through. But then she just like styles out and then the next day like everyone's, everyone's doing got it. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Well, it's funny. Cause it's I said Regina, the... I meant Regina. Regina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I think the thing is, is like, it is funny, but at the same time, like you say, it is very schoolgirl logic. It is very, and that makes me sad. Like she still thinks like a little girl in that sense. Yes. Like I just, I was laughing, but also I was like, oh, and my heart went out to her. I thought it was very yeah. cute. Um, but yeah, but anyway, then um, <laughs> Elaine starts pressing the front of her hip, like on her stomach, like to the side, and says to Greg, like, it's not in my nature to leech advice, but I have a pain here. Could it be appendicitis? And Greg's like, yeah, I mean, it could be. Get it checked out. <laughs> and she's like, do you check for appendicitis? And Greg's like, at, at work. work. <laughs> and she's like, and for appendicitis, you'd need to do a pelvic. And Greg's like, I'm an ER doctor. Like, I only get involved in emergencies. <laughs> and so Elaine's like, so I should wait. <laughs> I know! Such weird appendicitis-based flirting yeah. going on here. Which is really funny. <laughs> but, like, Greg is just not taking yeah, a bite like, at all. Yeah, he's like, all up here, bye-bye. Yeah, exactly. um, but then Elaine, like, runs after him and says, oh, by the way, for Ali's birthday, we're throwing this surprise party at the bar and some of us are going to sing. Ali said you did theatre in college and Greg was like, yeah, I did. And I was like, yes, he did. He was in bloody rent. <laughs> Anyway, um, Elaine said, well, she'd be thrilled if you sang a song. And Greg's like, well, I don't really sing much anymore. And she's like, oh, she'd love it. We're having a jam thing, like a rehearsal today. You know, she gets depressed around birthdays and you not wanting to sleep with her has made it worse. <laughs> Greg's like, excuse me? That's like his catchphrase, excuse me. <laughs> it is! He says it a lot. Dr. Butters, excuse me. <laughs> Um, then Elaine's like, it would mean a lot to her. At least, At least think, think about, about it. it yeah. And then Greg kind of, the door 
like closes uh, on the lift and Greg just kind of looks a bit like shocked that he's been asked to do anything. He always looks shocked. <laughs> like, excuse me. It's really funny because I had this, like, don't get me wrong, Jesse L. Martin is, like, we've said it a million times, he is dreamy oh. and has a voice to die for, like, dance a moves. A face to die for. Yeah, just everything. Love but that. I've forgotten how he comes across as Greg, as a character, comes across as being really kind of prudish in a lot yeah, of ways. Because he mean. just acts shocked at every put, like at moments where I'm like, you started flirting with Ali, Ali's flirted back, and you're like, excuse me. <laughs> like, it's just really weird. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, like before, like in the last episode, he does remind me of a horse that gets really skittish. <laughs> like, if someone's being a bit too forward with him. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, so, I mean, I still love him, so that's not, uh, no, that's not no. trash talking. I, I'm, I'm not being funny, but he is probably the best man that's ever come into Ali's world. <laughs> Definitely a last part, for sure. Yeah. So... We're in court and Mark is now on the stand and he, Ali's basically saying to him like, what the hell were you thinking? And he's like, well, we'd just had our third date and things were going swimmingly and the judge intervenes and says, and that gave you the right to accost her foot? And he's like, well, she had told me that she found foot massages to be erotic and she also said that she liked men to surprise her and she made both of these representations in one sentence. And while he's talking about this, jo John is playing with the water jug and his nose like whistles. <laughs> and and he's he's saying, I'm not going to sit here and be disparaged. Yeah, because she goes, I took this like compound sentence yeah. where she said these two things. I took this to be a hint. And I'm not going to be sitting here and be, be disparaged. And obviously this is John's like <laughs> phrase. And then yeah. that, John just looks up like... What? Well, because what? that's that's the thing is that this uh, Mark Henderson, like they have tinged his character with like a hint of John Cage, yeah, like he does have, but to me, he's like, but like in a creepy, creepy way. John Cage, yeah. like not adorable John Cage. Well, John Cage has never broken into someone's no. house and like accosted them. Exactly, foot. like so he's definitely. You know, John Cage's creepy brother. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Ali's about to like ask another question, but the judge interrupts and says, you know, a hint. She says she likes foot rubs, that's a hint to show up at 3 a.m. And then Mark starts his story. I went to her house and I said to myself that if it was a hint and if she did want me to enter, she would have left the door open, wouldn't she? Right, I just want to say, this reminds me so much of a serial killer. Oh. Um, uh, the serial killer Richard Chase, um, who's also known as the Vampire of Sacramento. Does anyone know that we are also a true crime podcast? I, uh, <laughs> I am a real true crime podcast fan. Like, yeah, I love me, it. I like, not so much true crime podcasts, although obviously I listen to like serial and all mm. of that. But I do love a good true crime documentary. Uh, yeah, I live yeah. for that shit. So, so Richard Chase, yeah. like, I mean, he was severely mentally ill, like, before he even started killing people. Right. Like, he's he's one of those killers that is mad rather than bad. Like, he walked around, like, drenched in blood. Oh, like, whereas, you know, if if you... 
it, it, it's that you know when people are like this person's insane because they don't even they're so detached from reality they don't even realize they should doing. be covering well, up yeah. what they're doing yeah if they want to get away and with it it's interesting because if you think about that two type of killer or yeah. criminal or whatever I can't work out which is more scary. Yeah. I actually think the person who wants to cover it up yeah. is potentially more dangerous oh, it, and more scary. scary. Yeah, exactly. So, but this guy, he um, went on a, like I say, for years and years, he was very severely mentally ill anyway. Yeah. I think he was like a paranoid schizophrenic and then yeah. he was in a mental institution, but it, I think it was like the 60s and his mum pulled him out of the mental institution because she was just like... I'd rather you be dead than be insane, basically. I think it was just that time where it was right, just like, yeah. he's bringing great shame on our family. Yeah. And, and she was like, oh, this medication the doctor gave you, you don't need that, like, and completely. Oh, God. And, and then left him on his own, to yeah. live on his own. And he went on a killing spree. And he later told the police that he would took locked doors as a sign that he was not welcome but unlocked doors, he oh, saw it as no. an invitation to come in. <gasps> and I, there is an like actual, vampires. yeah, like it was actually like he, there's a story of how he, he was basically walking, went into a neighborhood and walked house to house, trying doors. And if it was locked, he'd just walk away and go to the next house. If it was unlocked, he'd walk in. And that's, that's basically how he chose his, it Shit, wasn't even wow. and there's a story of a woman who was like saw this weird guy i think i don't know whether he had blood on him at this point but yeah. this weird acting guy walking up her driveway and she's just like what the fuck out the window and so she walked to her front door and there's like a little window in the front door and she watched him come up to her door try the door handle look at her and then because it was locked just turned and walked away and it's just like, Shit. to know later that that Shit. guy was completely on another planet. And that and she mad. had happened and if to she did leave happen to have left it unlocked, Fuck. she would have been another victim. Uh. Like, it's just... And so that logic of just being like, if she really wants me to come in, she would have left the door unlocked. Like, yeah. it just really reminded me of that story. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Well, I don't know what to think about Mark now. That's awful. Um, so, yeah. Well, anyway, he says that. And yes. then Ali goes to, like, probe more. But she doesn't have to. Because then Mark just tells this entire, like, story of how, like, step by step, how he got to touching her foot. And everyone is, like, hanging on his every word. Because he's so, so enthralled like, by compelled. the telling yes. of it. I went up to her front door. And I, I put my hand on the doorknob. And I went to turn it. And it turned. So I entered. I went into her room and I saw her there sleeping. Her little feet were twitching ever so slightly beneath the covers. Something inside of me said, go, go to her. And I did, I did. I knelt beside the bed. And I slowly lifted back the blanket. And then I slowly lifted back the sheet, and then there it was. Oh, oh, there it was, Your Honor. Her foot. Oh, no, 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 not her foot. No, no, a specimen, a specimen of a foot. A curvature of the arch. I mean, it was a goddess. It was a goddess foot. So, so then what did you do? I, I had to, I had to touch it. I had to touch it, and 
slowly extended my index finger. I went to her. And I began to digitally caress her. Oh, that just makes three wins. And he's like, as you say, he's rubbing the air in front of him and he kind of sort of goes into this like reverie Trance of, of like the me- memory of doing it. And it's it's really, really disturbing. Creepy. Yeah. Like it's super creepy. Seriously disturbing. And everyone's just like mouth agape, like the jury are all like, Yeah, like what, what the going? fuck? Yeah. So yeah. Interesting. So then we're on a new scene and it's night and Vonda is singing Falling, which is from the musical Smokey Joe's Cafe. And we've um, had that song before in a previous uh, previous episode. I can't remember which one. Um, But basically, Ali and Greg are walking along the street um, and they've obviously been on some sort of dinner type yes. thing um, and Greg is sort of like well uh, if I'd known you stay out late I probably never would have hired you and Ali's like well tomorrow isn't exactly the biggest of cases I think I'll be okay yeah. and they kind of get to her stoop and uh, stop and Ali invites him up for some coffee and Greg says I'd love to but I've got rounds in early, early morning. morning and then Ali's voiceover goes is this guy gay or what? And I Such nearly threw in an objection there. It's I was such a like, 90s thing to say, no. isn't it? I know it was the 90s, but, but this is not cool. No, no, I know. Um, but it's not quite enough for me. I mean, there are worse things in this episode yeah. that I want to object to. So yes. That's why I yes, exactly. But it's but like, we I just, just want to note that. Bear I would like to note that... <laughs> I don't agree with that. Um, yeah, and Ali says, well, you know, thanks for walking me home and whatever. And then Greg leans in and kisses her and I just have this note that says, it looks delicious. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just a really lovely kiss. Yeah. Like, he's just really good at kissing. Like, Callista, like, scored there. Yeah. Having Jessie to play with. But then her voice over goes... Having Jessie to play with. Well, you know, I know they're doing a job, but... I mean, yes. I mean, there are some jobs are harder than others. Exactly. <laughs> like, I would enjoy that for sure. Um, and then Ali's voiceover goes, definitely not gay yes. while they're kissing. And then um, Ali's very kind of like determinedly. She's like, down going, confident now. Yeah. Like, come upstairs. And he's like, got those pips snapping behind you. And Ali's like, nope, this is all me. Come, come upstairs, upstairs with, with me. me. And I would be the same. I'd be like, if you Take come me now with me now, I will jump you in the street. <laughs> Um, but Greg's like, you know what? I'll definitely take a rain check on that. And they both smile. Yeah. And then Ali comes up into the flat after leaving Greg. Yeah. And uh, Renee's like chilling on the sofa. She's like in her sweats on yeah. the couch. And, uh, <laughs> and Renee goes, how did it go? And Ali's like, it was great. And then picks up David, the blow-up doll. Who is in a polo neck and dungarees, can I add? Very conservatively dressed. Because like he's previously been in a straw hat and a like Hawaiian yeah, shirt, yeah, yeah, yeah. and now he's in a polo neck and dungarees. It's like your dressing day. Anyway, to me, this proves my point. This is evidence that it's a sex doll. Yeah, because it's like she's sexually frustrated. She's so thirsty for Greg. Who is <laughs> Join the club, but like taking number because Greg is like fulfilling the romantic side. Like, he's being romantic with her. 
Like, but he's just not being sexy with her, like in... Oh, he is being sexy <laughs> with her, thank you. Not but everything not... sexy has to be, like, full penetration. No, that's true, that's true. <laughs> but it, it's not going as far as Ali would like it to. And I she's frustrated. She just, maybe she just wants And so this is my, I'm like, sex doll. Case closed. Made. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Right, P.I. Eleanor. Right. Uh, yeah, so Renee's like good and then like we're in a new scene and we're, it's the next day and we're in the bar um, during the day because Elaine is rehearsing for Ali's I'm birthday. I'm a woman! Yes, she is, uh, yes. So she's singing I'm a Woman by Peggy Lee but it was actually also used in the musical Smokey Joe's Cafe and actually oh, the arrangement that they use is, is, from, is that. from that. Okay. Um, which is interesting because okay. obviously they use Fallen earlier yeah, okay, um, yeah. so yeah so anyway so um yeah elaine's doing her usual like not quite singing at all because she's giving directions to the, to band, the band for the, for the <laughs> later performance but she's like yeah that's the way i like it i want more bass and she's kind of almost when my telling, hips move she's telling the musicians more than she is singing you yeah know? um and she's like the bass has to be commensurate with my sexuality and it's like wiggles her hips <laughs> give me a little snare on my wiggle and then and, and then she's she about to Greg. launch in. Yeah. yeah, she sees Greg, so the music kind of stops. And she's like, oh, Greg, and um, you came, great. And um, Greg's like, are you sure? Do you think she'd really like it? And he looks like really like sheepish. Like, yeah. I'm like, you're here now, Greg, for God's sake. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Elaine's like, are you kidding? She's going to need the bounty quicker picker-upper. And What that, does that mean? So, I look this up. Um, bounty, you know what bounty is? Because we have that in the UK yeah, as well. Yeah, chocolate like, bar. Um, no. What? That's not what they call that in the US. That has a different name in the US. Bounty. Yeah, we have, you said we have bounty in the UK. Yes, and I was like, we yeah, have the chocolate the, bar. Uh, no, but the other thing that is in the UK called bounty is the uh, kitchen towels, like the paper towels. Oh, yes. So they had an ad in the 80s, I would guess, because I looked this up, it's on YouTube, that um, their like, catchphrase was like, oh, it's the bounty quicker picker-upper because it was like more absorbent than right, any other yes. kitchen towel. Yeah. Um, and so basically what she's saying, I guess she'll drool, wet, <laughs> or melt, or drool. There'll be some form of moisture right. that we need oh, a okay. um, <laughs> See, so, when she said that, I was like, is that kind some kind of racial comment? Because no. you know how, like, when black people are told that they're kind of well, you may be black on the outside, but you act like a white person, oh, and they I call see. them like a coconut or something, oh, yeah. or like okay. a bounty bar. Like, and I thought that's what she was saying. No. To him. And I was like, well, this is a bit weird no. and off. That's a, a unique uh, perspective based on the fact that you're from the UK. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, they, I think they have a similar candy bar in the US to what we would call bounties, but they're not called bounties. No. Um, but yeah, bounty is the paper towel, yeah. which we do also right. have we do in all, the but UK. If you say bounty to someone here, they're going to first think of the chocolate Yeah, because we got the kitchen towels later. Later, yeah, yeah. Later. So yeah, anyway, so basically she's going to be a puddle of mush. So yeah. She's gonna <laughs> paper towels. And Greg's like, oh, I he's don't know a bit if I'll do like, it. Like, it's, it's been a been while. A while. Oh. Do you all sing like pros? And Elaine's like, well, I, I do. But <laughs> <laughs> then she says, it's a thought that counts. Let me see what you've got. If you're no good, I'll tell you. I won't let you embarrass yourself. <laughs> Which is very nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So they go, like, the scene ends because they've gone off to, like, rehearse. Yes. And um, then we're in the office. And Mark is coming in with Ali and John back from court. And... 
Yeah, and Mark's like, I don't know, normally a client is like, how do you think it went? But yeah. Mark's like, well, the jury was wrapped. They are with me. And Ali's like, yeah, yeah they were wrapped because it was weird. Yeah, like, like they were unnerved by yeah. you. <laughs> and then Mark goes, don't project your idea of normal onto me. <laughs> I know. And then John's like, Poughkeepsie. And Mark's like, don't. I don't like this word, Poughkeepsie. And, and he's all like, like, please don't snap at me! Yeah, because he's all like prickly about it. And then Richard goes, bygones, what's up? And Ali's like, he's not going to let us argue insanity. And Mark says, because I'm not insane. I like feet. So what? Men liking breasts is sane? I mean, to me, breasts are nothing but fleshy lumps of fat. Now a foot has character. And then Richard's like, well, seeing as we're like sharing fetishes, I like wattle. And Mark's like, excuse me, neck wattle. The way it hangs. And then he says, if you like feet, you'll love wattle. <laughs> and Mark's like, like, like show and tell. Are you like, making fun of me? Like, I love that Ali is like laughing. Yeah. Um, and Mark's like, I love her. She had me arrested. Do you think that's fun? Do you think that is great fun? Everyone's like, like Richard's there. like looking. No, Richard like looks around like, huh? Me? Like, what are you talking to me? Like, and then John like just waves his hands and Ali just like shakes, shakes, shakes her head. Like, what? Um, yeah. So it's all going great with Mark. <laughs> so later on, Greg is in Ali's office and they're having a bit of a mini argument. Yeah, they're having a spat. Greg thinks she's upset. And it's like asking why she's acting like this. And Ali's like, well, it's because I'm in trial. I always get edgy before I go into trial. And plus, I left a curler in and it pinched a nerve in my hair. And I'm like, she does know she's talking to a doctor, right? <laughs> there are no nerves yeah, in your exactly. hair. It's like, Ali. And she's like, don't Ali me. I dislike being allied, especially by men. And I was like, yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, so... And, and then Greg's like, you're angry with me because I didn't go upstairs with you last night. And Ali's like, what? So... And he says you didn't you didn't think you thought I didn't want to and Ali's like, What are you waiting for? I'm almost thirty. <laughs> it's like for God's sake, you're not gonna expire at thirty. Yeah, like your like, sex life doesn't fall off end. the cliff. Yeah, like fucking hell. And then Yeah, and he said, Yeah, because Greg goes, Oh no, I read an article about a remote African tribe where women have sex after thirty and they and can then... still even feed themselves. <laughs> and then Ali's like, sarcasm is a bad strategy. Did you come here to spew sarcasm? <laughs> And Greg's like, no, I came here to like sign my release papers, remember? And she's like, well, Elaine can help you with that. I have to go to court. And she like storms off. Yeah, so this is my... Objection! Ooh, interesting. Yeah, because... You don't like Greg signing papers? No, I object to Ali. No, I hate Greg signing papers. I hate papers. those. <laughs> it's a waste of Greg. No, <laughs> it is a waste of Greg. Like, it's so different. it's just not cool to be angry at someone because they don't want to sleep with you when you want to sleep with them. It's just not, it's not okay. It's such a dick no. thing to do. I get that Greg not sleeping with her yet is making her feel insecure. Yeah. But she needs to deal with that by herself. Yeah. Because he's already said it's not because he doesn't want yeah, to. Yeah, like, you know. uh, uh, like, she needs to deal with that by herself and not be, like, shove her insecurity in the form of anger onto him yeah. because of that. Uh, I just Yeah, because that doesn't really achieve anything. So all it's going to do is make Greg think, oh, well, I guess I'll sleep with her. Like, And it'll just be like, 
pity sex. Yeah, you know what I mean? Rather than because like, you both really want really to Really want, because you're both in a place where you want to do that. Yeah. Or he just won't sleep with her and then she'll feel even worse. Like, it's like but she won't reaction even, won't help anything. Yeah, I just, it, it, yeah, she's just going about it in a really dick way and I just, yeah. I'm, I'm not impressed, Ali. I agree with you. So, um, so yeah, so then we're Ali's in the unisex and she's she's filling she's got the tap running, she's filling the tap with water and <laughs> like holding hands, it up to yeah. her face, but then not splashing her face with it, she's just letting it fall. Yeah. Um and Georgia comes in and she's like, What the hell are you doing? So Ali says, I'm having a bad day, so I'm splashing water on my face and Georgia's like But you're not But you're not splashing it on your face And Ali's like, Well of course not, because if I did it, I'd have to reapply all my makeup and that's another thing about living in a male world. We can't even splash cold water on our faces. And Georgia's like, do you uh, need to talk like <laughs> And Ali's like, nothing. She was like, it's nothing. This client won't let me argue his fetishism. fetishism. If I could, I could get him off. Of course, he could get himself off by just living in a stable shoe. Yeah, Georgia laughs. <laughs> um, but like, one thing, she says, this client won't let me argue his fetishism. That's not true. He won't let her argue that it means that he's insane, which yeah. is different. Yeah. Like, and having a fetish doesn't automatically assume insanity. No, I'm not yeah. saying that's necessarily the case in this, because yeah. he is weird. I'm yeah. not saying that necessarily means he's insane, but, like, I don't know. No. Like, insanity is a... Diff- We've talked about this several yes. times, but it's a fucked up legal term. Yes. Because, I mean, it bears no relation to, like, what we now know about mental health. Yes. And how much more informed we are about other issues that people assumed were mental health problems, like... And not even issues, just other identities that people assume yes. are mental health problems that they're actually actually fine. Fine, like, yeah, like, not hurting know, anyone. LGBTQ yeah. plus, yeah, like, exactly. that's not insanity. Yeah. But that, yes. in the 90s, certainly, and we still don't know, we, well, we said this in uh, Boy to the World, we're still not sure if that's even the case today still. Yeah, yeah. Um, whether it's changed. But, like, insanity as a defence, certainly, as it stood in the 90s, is effed up. Yeah, like, it's complete, it's so woolly. It's and it's, so like, it seems to apply to, like, a in multitude of things. ways. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. just, like, a blanket term for anything that's slightly abnormal in, yeah. like, inverted commas. Like, yeah. Like, what does that even mean? Yes. Anyway, so, yeah, so she says that. And then she goes on to say to Georgia, you know, I had a plan. My whole life I had a plan. At 28, I was going to take maternity leave. But I'd still be on... I know! I was... <laughs> really? Like, God. She's like, at 28, I was going to be taking my little maternity leave, but I'd still be on the partnership track. I would be home at night, cuddled up with my husband, reading what to expect when nursing and trying cases. Big home life, big professional life, and instead, I'm going to bed with an inflatable doll, and I represent clients who suck toes. This was not the plan. And then she goes, and you, with your new haircut. And, yeah. like, and I'm like, what the what? hell does that have to do with anything? Why are you annoyed at Georgia getting a haircut? I mean, in your way, you can also get a haircut. Like, <laughs> they're not exclusive to Georgia. <laughs> anyway, like, she pauses oh there, God. and Georgia just stares at her, and then Ali smiles and gathers herself and goes, thanks for letting me unload. Bye. And then she goes to leave, and Georgia is like, Ali, what makes your problems bigger than everybody else's? And that's when Ali goes... They're mine. And at this point, I remember when I first watched this, I remember thinking, oh, well, I just love this. Like, she's really, like, I can really identify that. Like, I was a 13-year-old child. Teenager. Teenager yeah. who thought all their problems were the biggest problems that anyone had ever faced. I know. So it's you like... can see me identifying with it then. But now I look at it and I'm just like, I you roll. Are like, what? so self-absorbed. Yeah. Like, and... 
a big part of you knows it yeah. and you still sit in that but place. But almost like revels in it. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, owns it as part of her identity. Yeah, and it's just like... It's a that's bit sickening. It's a bit kind of... It's like so self-indulgent. Like I'm not one to say that you should ignore your problems or like no. not uh, address them or like no. work through them, but they you don't have to like... Imp- Pose them on everyone that you yes, meet yeah. and make them feel like because you've got problems, no one else has any problems. Of course they do. Yeah. But also what she does is she inserts herself into other people's problems so that they also become her problems. It's and it's just really like, unhealthy. Yeah, really like weird thing to do. Behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, now it's night time and Ali is at the office again and Mark comes to visit her and he uh, asks if he can come in Um, and then he sits down and he basically tries to I guess justify himself to Ali by saying you know I love her I really do love her does that make any difference and Ali's like well no legally Legally, no (laughs) (laughs) but she said insanity does have a legal definition it has a legal meaning and we will win if we go with that and And Mark then kind of reveals that he's like depends what we're trying to win yeah and Ali's like well what are you trying to win and he reveals that it's her he wants to win back Cheryl all right um by by being like you know if I take a sta- if I take, take the stand, stand and say, that say I'm Ill. ill, then she can write me off. Yeah, well, the jury uh, might let him go, but then she will as well. Yes, um, yeah. So, but Ali was like, well, the jury's never going to ask you to take her, they can't, like, make her take you back, <laughs> yeah. you know? And Mark's like, but they can, maybe they could tell her not, not to, to condemn, condemn me. me. And this is really fucked up logic here. Yes, really yeah, fucked up really, logic. Really, uh, I... We can get there. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. So, pin in that. Yeah, pin in that. We'll come back to that. <laughs> so then we're at the bar, and Ali and Richard and Billy and Georgia are all at the bar, and Richard's like, you invited them here to the bar? So it transpires that basically Ali has invited Mark and Cheryl separately to come to, to the, bar the bar. Without, I guess, without telling Cheryl that Mark will Definitely be there. Definitely not telling um, Cheryl. And, yeah, and, and but her rationale for that is because she's saying, well, this case should go away because these two people are, you know, I think they could just work it out between them is what Yeah, which is like, I'm like, why? I, I just, this case should go away? Why? Why do you think this case should go away? Like, to me, it's like, you are so, I mean, talk about fetishes. Yeah. Ali has yeah. a fetish yeah. for love and fairy tales. Even like when she, they don't exist. Yeah, she's, she sees them where they're not there. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, she's just like, oh, if we can just sit them down, we can get them, make it work. Like, yeah. yeah, it's just like, what are you, what? What? Well, then Billy, again, actually says something sensible. I know, says, right? Two like episodes two, in a row. Two for two. <laughs> um, so he says, so did, have you told Renee? Because this could be witness tampering. And apparently, Renee... No, and is like, okay with it. Yeah, and I'm like, what the hell? And Georgia said, well, will she agree to drop the charges? And Ali's like, well, that I don't know. But then, before they can go much further, the MC kind of... Goes, goes Ali reveal this one's for you, and like the music a opening spotlight. chords. Well, a spotlight like hits Ali. Yes. And the opening chords of like I'm a woman. I'm a woman and, star. And and Ali's like in the what? spotlight, like smiling, and as the spotlight's like, what's going on? Um, and Richard's like, it's a birthday surprise. And Vonda starts singing the opening bars yeah. to I'm a woman, yeah. and Ali's like, who thought of this? And Richard was like, you'll know. And then he goes, listen. Like, 
feel yourself. And Ali's like, feel myself. And then Richard goes, potential themes. <laughs> Which is true. I think it is a good vibe. I think it's a great. Yeah, yeah, so Vonda launches into the first chorus. Elaine comes in, and can I just say, she's wearing hair extensions, she's oh, wearing yeah, a tasselly dress, oh, it's and great. legs for days, even though she's not that tall, because I've seen her in real life, like, <laughs> she is just, uh, looks brilliant. I know, like, I think so she looks good. great. And, yeah. and she's doing the next verse. And Ali's like, you have got to be kidding me. <laughs> and then Georgia kind of leans against her and goes, aren't birthdays fun? Like, really sarcastic. Um, and then Elaine's like wiggling and like doing the, really? I'm a woman. Yeah. And then Ali's like watching all of this spectacle going, where is Renee? She will never believe me when I, and Georgia goes, oh, she will. And Ali's like, what do you mean? And then Renee comes out, <laughs> boom, with the next verse. Oh, awesome. And it's just amazing. <laughs> Oh no. And at one point during the verse, Renee grabs the tie of someone in an audience and it's just completely fabulous. Yeah, oh it's so, so but it's when she's singing the line like give you the shivering fits. So yeah, it's yeah. Just so good. And then they all sing uh well she sings woman the the, the third chorus mm. and John is in the <coughs> audience and he's like mouthing along yeah. to the chorus and he's like, I'm a he like, he goes, I am drawn to that woman because he's like transfixed by Renee yeah. and then Renee winks at him as well so he's just like loving life yeah. right now <laughs> but then they go into this like trio of um, Renee Elaine like, and arrangement yeah. of the of the song and it is just wonderful it's as so they good. all always are <laughs> Well, there's a standing ovation, yeah. like, the song ends, everyone stands up and is clapping like, woo! And then the spotlight is back on Ali. And it's as Cheryl walks into the bar, she sees the spotlight on yes. Ali. Everybody's saying happy birthday, woo, and Ali's going, somebody should die for this. I'm like, smiling. you all die. die. Like, <laughs> smiling. She's, like, saying it through, like, smiling like, teeth. gritted teeth. Fake smiling yeah. teeth. So, yeah. Um, so she is hating the attention, but I am loving the songs. I am loving the songs, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. So it's a little bit later, they're still at the bar, and um, it's a new scene, and Ali is sat at the bar with basically John, John Mark, Mark and, and Cheryl, Cheryl in front of her, and Cheryl is understandably pissed. Upset, yeah. Because she's like, you've asked me to come to a bar only to find that it's a pretext to get me to drop the charges, you know, um, and then she's like, why was that spotlight on you anyway? And Ali's like, well, tomorrow's my birthday, <laughs> anyway, I just thought that you would look favourably on a plea bargain, and then Cheryl's like, how old are you going to be? And I was like, 28. 
Um, she's like, the DA and I could work out. And then she's and like, like, are you married? married? And Ali's like, no! Like, she shouts at her. And, and she's John like, sings. He's like, oh. Yeah. And then she's like, look, Cheryl, this man didn't harm you, nor did he mean to. And that's a questionable statement. Oof. So I'm like, uh, well, maybe not physically harm her. But being in someone's home Mentally when you're not supposed to be in the middle of the night and touching someone when they aren't able to consent to that. Yeah. Like, that is a violation of so many boundaries. Well, exactly. Cheryl's like, you scared me and to death. violation is harm. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm sorry, but if I had that experience, I'd be... I wouldn't feel safe in my home. Yeah. I wouldn't feel safe in my own fucking bed. And anytime anything touched your foot, you'd be like, <laughs> right back there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm sorry. That was that was such a violation and that is harm that is like psychological trauma whether he meant to it matters that he he did it in there yeah yeah anyway and she goes you know cheryl's like he scared me to death you try waking up with dr shoal in the room yeah exactly (laughs) um and ali's like look i know it was wrong for him to oh well done good glad Uh, you managed to acknowledge that even with a hint it's just not something you do and then she goes but this man isn't a criminal yes he is he is He's a liar and a criminal. And And Mark's like, when did I ever lie to you? And then Cheryl goes, you lied pretending to be normal, Mark, and you're sick. And you pretended to... And she's like... She gets upset and she she can't finish her sentence. And And John's like waving his hands like, like, we need to stop this. We can't continue with this conversation. Certainly not here. Yeah, exactly. Um, So Ali's like, well, can we go somewhere private? And so then we cut to a new scene in Ali's office. office. Yeah. Um, So she's obviously taken Cheryl up there. Straight up there, yeah. So Um, it's just her and Cheryl. And so Ali's like, you know, you sound really hurt. And I'm just like... Of course she's fucking hurt! (laughs) Like, how are you not getting... I don't understand how you're not getting this. Just fucking imagine it. Just fucking imagine it for five seconds. I know, I know. (sighs) And so Cheryl's like, I'm sure a person like you meets a lot of men and you go out a lot and I don't, okay? And Ali's like, well, what has that got to do with anything I'm not following? Um, And Cheryl's like, every guy, for whatever reason, loser. Or... Maybe I'm the loser, it could be, but let's just say that it never really happened for me. When I met Mark, we just clicked. We're both tipsters. Did he tell you that? <laughs> I'm sorry? You know, you, you're driving to work, you hear on the radio, just heard from a tipster, Route 128 is jammed, take the surface streets. The people who call in, tipsters. Mark and I, he was the first guy I, I, I ever thought maybe... You know that little jingle, there's somebody out there for everybody? Well, this was the first time I could actually believe in it. I, I even went to bed that night thinking it. Thinking how lucky I was that maybe I found my man. Cheryl, he, he wasn't. He, he, he has a quirk. It's a sickness. It, I realize that I am no bargain, but... And then as she's saying that, Mark comes in from behind mm. and quietly says, Hi, excuse me. Um, and then he says, do you think that I'm confident with women? He says, I read the magazines. I read them. Cosmopolitan, which again is another callback to John reading Cosmopolitan. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, he says, there's these women wrapping themselves up with saran wrap to surprise their husband. And there's these women with all these erogenous zones. <laughs> so all these women doing things. things I'm like, I, I just, I just don't imagine, understand. You know that gif of like Julia Roberts with all the math? Like being like, <laughs> <laughs> that's Mark like reading 
cosmopolitan being like, all these erogenous zones and all these weird things that they're doing to surprise them. But you know what? It's like, so weird. Like, this, this thing of, like, men getting really odd ideas from women's magazines. I mean, women get really odd I ideas mean, from I, This magazines. is the thing. It's, like, the worst place to go and understand women like the worst place you could go to is a fucking women's magazine well yeah women should pay attention to that, <laughs> to that as well. too yeah exactly um, yeah but it's just like and he says you know i'm i'm sorry and cheryl sort of says this wasn't about you trying to be erogenous or erotic mark you know that as well as i do and then yeah, she leaves completely. which is really like i don't know it's i think it's uh it's diff- I think we might come on to this later. It's, it's, it's interesting their different perspectives on it. Like, I think Cheryl's completely within her rights yeah. to be, like, upset about it. But it's, like, Mark, like, genuinely seems remorseful, but also at the same time doesn't really understand what he did wrong. No. And it's like, I, I'm not sure whether... the fact that he's talking about women surprising their husbands, it's like... Yes, because they're fucking married. Yeah. And it's there's, different. It, it's different. That, it's a different me, relationship. That to me, and this, this is again, this like parallel with John, and I know we've talked about the autistic spectrum a few mm. times. There's something, I'm not sure if it's on the autistic spectrum, but there is something, I don't, I don't think it's like psychopath behaviour because he doesn't no, I don't seem think like that. he's trying no, to hurt no. her in any way, but it's more that he... I just there's some kind of emotional intelligence that just isn't there for him like he's not picking up on social cues he's thinking oh if I just read this woman's magazine like a manual because it says women on it like I'll oh, know what to do with women and each each thing applies regardless of the yeah. situation like there's something that he's just not as good at I have questions around that but we will get okay. there okay anyway so yeah anyway at that point I was like this is weird and thinking about it yeah so anyway Cheryl leaves so then they go back down to the bar because obviously it's still Ali's birthday like evening and Ali is talking to Renee about the case and asking if she's, yeah, she's trying to get it. her to dismiss it and it's like she goes I don't think Cheryl would really object and oh, I'm like where the fuck you know? did you that conclusion from how like from the conversation know? yeah from the conversation you've just had where she has walked out of the conversation saying to Mark we both know this was not about you being erogenous or erotic yeah for you to come down and be like I really don't think she'd object I'm like <laughs> are, you, are you not listening? No, like, I know. I, just... oh, well, Renee's like, well, it doesn't matter because my office would have checked. Yeah. Like, I've got a job to do. It's because... Like, it's the third time he's done yes, it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Which I'm like, where is this in the trial? Like, yeah. this is his third strike? Yeah. Like, what the fuck And then is Ali's this? like, well, maybe he just needs help. What if he gets help? And Renee's like, this isn't my call. This isn't my call. My tool. office considers him a, a serial sex, sex offender. offender. You can't just dismiss that. No. Like, oh, he didn't mean it again. Like, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And and then anyway, um, she's like, where's Greg? Um, changing the subject. And Ali's like, well, he said he was coming. And um, then goes, I know I will be. And I'm like, <laughs> preach. Um, yeah. And then Georgia and Billy just turn and look at her like, what? Um, and then Ali says, um, it's trying to continue this conversation with Renee. It's like, I realise that you have your little office politics. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Convincing <laughs> is serious. Serial sex offender is not little office politics. Like, that's keeping your community safe. safe. <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with you? She's in, like, she's insane. To I know. <laughs> but anyway. But again, I think this is, this comes back to our, 
tunnel vision when it comes to love and relationships. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, as she's saying that, <laughs> thankfully, the, the drum roll, like, cuts her off oh, yes, from the yeah. stage. And the lights go down, and Ali's like, oh, now what? Like, Fonda, for God's sake. Fonda goes, one last surprise for the birthday girl. Yeah. And then it's like, spotlight. And Greg comes on the stage, and he's singing Love Me by Elvis. And Ali is like, immediately, first she's like, shocked. Like, what yeah. the hell is happening? I don't know how I feel about this. But then as he, I mean, can we just talk about Greg and how amazing he is at singing? Treat me like a I mean, I do need a bouncer, bouncy, quick me, pick me up, pick me, <laughs> pick me, <laughs> pick me, pick me, Greg, me, pick me, <laughs> I'm here, <laughs> but like, he's oh, so gorgeous, like, there like is nothing hotter smooth, than a smooth, silky man voice, voice. or woman uh, voice, but like, it's just like, uh, Delightful. it's wonderful. I could watch it over and over. I think I have. did. Yeah, <laughs> uh, do am like going back there now. Like yeah. After this, it'll be the first <laughs> yeah. thing I do. But yeah, so Ali initially is like shocked, but then she's like happy. She's definitely into it. And then she like softens, and she's got like the she's like smiling with her eyes, like not just through gritted teeth. Yeah, no, I mean? she's definitely into this. And, and yeah. the audience is going like mad. They're like, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my God. And then Elaine's like napkin. No, no, because Renee oh. goes, oh my yeah God. Renee is there like OMG I cannot believe yeah it. and Elaine goes do you napkin? want a napkin and Renee like <laughs> takes, takes it, it. <laughs> like, everyone is like sweating all over the place getting pitted yeah exactly and the audience is like loving it as well yeah. like the entire audience um, but then we see um, as Ali is like enjoying it we see Renee get up in from the, the table yeah um, and Georgia like has her eyes closed because she's like, like oh this is the so good yeah. and then Ali's like open mouth and then we see in silhouette Renee talking to Vonda like yeah, Vonda's quietly. on the stage yeah. like playing the piano um, and then Renee just joins Greg on the stage in a duet um, yeah. yeah but she's singing Don't by Elvis. Elvis and so yeah. it's like the two Becomes songs like an juxtaposed Elvis yeah duet. like a mashup yeah. and of course it's like absolutely wonderful because yes. they're both amazing singers yes. so on that one hand I was like this is giving me life right now yes. it's so good <laughs> You look at Ali and 
she looks absolutely gutted, like someone punched her in the gut. Renee, ha- like it's not just that she's got on stage and started singing with no. Greg. She's she has got on stage and started singing with Greg in a really flirty, oh so flirty, like so so I mean, like the like it, it, it's, it's wrong. Great don't get me wrong. It, they are great. Don't to get watch. me wrong. It's wrong, and I am like sad for Ali, but also. Like, how can you even help yourself? <laughs> if I could sing, like, I can understand why she did it. Like, But it's that thing of, like, oh, no, you have really you, misjudged this. Yeah. Because Ali looks pissed. She and then rightly looks, so. So she looks gutted first, and then she gets angry. And then, then, after she looks angry, Renee takes it a step further. Because originally they both have two mics. Then Renee drops her mic so that she can get closer and sing from, from the same mic. So they yeah. have to like be really, really close. close together. And like the audience it goes fucking it. nuts. Well, because it's it. amazing. Because it is. But I love it because you you do hear an audience member going, you guys are hot. <laughs> they are. <laughs> and they are. It's truth. It's, it's true. So hot. But it's just to be Ali in that situation. Cool. You would just be like, I can't watch this anymore. Like, and this I think is too it much. cuts even worse. It cuts even deeper that it's not just like, say, Vonda doing it. No, it's, it's Renee, your best friend. Who knows how you feel about him. Yeah. And knows how you feel about these sorts of events anyway. Yes. And I don't know. Like, like it's, I, it's, it's one of those things where you're just like, yeah, what were you thinking, Renee? It was, like, it was incredibly in selfish. In terms of, of like being like, great duet, but. You did it at the expense of points Ali. Points for effort. <laughs> yeah. Great Minor dress, points for friendship. But you, 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 you bad best friend behaviour. So there. bad. Yeah. So bad. So basically, Ali has enough, gets up and leaves mid-song. They finish the song, but we see Ali walking home as they do so. And yes. once they finish, the whole bar goes nuts. Wild. Um, yeah. They hug, and then as they look out to the audience, they realise there's an empty chair where right Ali where was. Ali was in the centre. And, and like, they both like, huh? <laughs> yeah, like, oh, maybe we did something wrong. Like, like I love it that they were just so in the moment that they didn't even twig that yes, there was a problem. that there might be an issue here. Yeah. And I love, because you can see kind of Georgia. All for the love of the music. Like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just took me away. Like, I love that when they see the empty chair, you can kind of see Billy and Georgia, like, sat there like, mm, like, yeah. yeah, like, really kind of awkward like yeah. you've just really hurt her yeah like so not a good no, move not good yeah yeah um and it's i don't know it's so i really love music i love listening to music um clearly and i really like playing music i can't sing very well like i can just about hold a tune, hold a tune. but yeah, like and i love doing it but <laughs> yeah. i would never claim to like get up stage and sing but i do no. love um i do play the piano um, or I used to a lot so I know that feeling of getting like lost in the music and just loving it so much that you are unaware of like what else is going on so I can empathize with when you're playing a piece or performing a piece and you suddenly are like I have lost all sense of time and space because this is just so damn good and I'm so in the music I can understand that but what makes it I think it would have been, and I, if I had been Ali, I could have forgiven it to a certain extent if they had started, or always intending to do a performance separately together, but then the piece, the performance getting, building and building, and you getting swept up in the performance, but it was the fact that Greg started alone, Renee saw that, was like, this is hot, I want in on that, and like, 
made a conscious decision to go yes. in and do that yes. type of performance. Yeah, exactly. You know, it wasn't like she, it started fairly straight and yeah. then the emotion and the, of the song took yeah. them there. It was, but I she was already think... there and she was like, yeah, I think it's a good idea for me to go up there and do that in front yeah. of Ali. And I, 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 I mean, I think... I mean, it's a fine line. It is. Like, and I just... Uh, but I do think, like, even so... I can understand being caught up in the music. However, you don't get so caught up that you forget your relationship to this person that you're singing with. I don't... No. Like, you don't... I mean, I, I don't think either of them ever I don't intended think to you, do anything. No, but... but, I, but I can understand... Uh, getting caught up in a performance of something because the music is just that powerful. Um, yeah. yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I just, but I do think you make the like I've done some crazy things because of music. <laughs> that I wouldn't do if the music wasn't playing. Um, not I, like things that would like drastically hurt people, but like I've been certainly been swept up in a moment and been like, oh god, I probably wouldn't have done that if I'd been yeah, thinking about it. But I think, but I think you'd know where to draw the line even if you were swept up in it you wouldn't do something like no, that but i think they had a line there was a line that they wouldn't have crossed on that stage yes like they definitely yes. wouldn't have kissed each other no or, like touched each other yeah but i just think they they but realized even Renee, was, they, they realized there was a line him. a few well i yeah she i mean kind of like strokes his arm okay but that was more. I read that as more performative. It is, but than it, it's else. a sexual touch, yeah. and it's designed to look sexual and be yeah. sexual in that in that performance way. Yeah, and I just think you wouldn't do that to you know your best friend, the person you're. You I know. know. I just I, and, I and just, also I think it hurts even more. And Renee should have known this: is that Ali has not been. Sexual. sexual with him yet yes like she's not had that like exactly. they've had moments it's like very heated was... moments but it's not what? been like they were basically like fucking each other through music yeah sort of thing. exactly and i think the thing is if this was an, a well-established relationship and they've been together for like a few years yeah and renee and the him had done this performance i think ali would have been better it would to rolled off her back it. a bit more like yeah. i think she'd been better equipped to handle it yeah it's because she's not feeling secure in her relationship because it is so yeah. new yeah that it really it it does it feel it yeah like yeah. it does hurt and i just think it was, don't get that me wrong. decision for I think you're right that the moment she crossed the lines when she made the decision to hop on stage in the first, first place because she knew she wouldn't be able to help herself going all sexy because that's what yeah, she does because that's, 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 how she her, that's her persona yeah. on stage it's yeah. her persona just generally yeah. <laughs> which is fine yeah. but not with Ali's boyfriend no. not when Ali's been like that and she had all of that information yeah, when she made that she decision she knew all of that so I think you know bottom line Renee made a bad call bad bad Absolutely. bad call yeah but I loved it. <laughs> I know, and that's what's annoying. Is it's it like was so it was so good. enjoyable as an audience. I, you know, I completely understand why the audience would sort like. Of, can, yes! can you separate the art from the artist? <laughs> I don't know. I think in this instance we might have to. Um, so, so yes. we're back at home, and Renee is trying to make amends with Ali and saying, you know, I didn't mean it like that. You know, I didn't mean it like that. And Ali's like, well, what do you mean? And Renee's like. Someone was great on stage. I thought, 
upstage him and Ali's like yes but I was the one that you upstaged yeah, yeah. and, and Renee's like it was a song yes and Ali was like it was pure harmony you did everything but hump his leg which <laughs> is true and she kind of sits down with ice cream at the dining room table and Renee's like it was a song and then she says sorry but she says sorry but she, it's in that kind of like begrudging oh, way like yeah. she wasn't really apologising yes. there and then she, but then she goes on to say, you must know that I would never cut in. And Ali's like, the whole room saw you cut yeah. in. Who, Who are you, you trying, trying to kid? kid? And Renee's like, yeah, well, I'm not interested in Greg, I promise. Even if I were, you have to know I would never betray you. And it's really funny because I'm like, I think you are interested in Greg. But it is that thing of like, she doesn't want to betray Ali. I, I think I she don't... finds him, I think you can find someone a significant other of a friend of yours hot without yes. wanting to go there. I Yeah, no, I don't think she'd ever want to go there because she would never want to hurt Her Ali. Ali. And I think that's like, fine. And that, that is fine. But, but don't, then don't, don't do don't, that. Yeah, don't yeah. do that. And also, <laughs> but I just thought it was very revealing when she was just like, and even if I were. <laughs> but I, I genuinely believe that she was not interested in taking anything. She wasn't doing it with an she agenda. She wasn't trying to steal him away no, from Ali. At no. all. No, I don't um, think so. But it was like a really tone deaf decision yes, for her to, completely. Go, to do that yeah. to her when she's feeling so insecure. Anyway, the doorbell rings and Renee goes to open the door and um, it's Greg. Yeah. <laughs> and Ali's like, what do you know? It's Sunny and Cher. <laughs> and Renee kind of leaves them to it. Yeah. And Ali kind of gestures for Greg to come in and Greg's um, like, you know, Ali. And Ali's like, it was just a song. And Greg's like, yeah, the first one was to you. If you and, remember. And Ali's like, yeah, the second ditty stays a little more etched. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then she's like, I guess I should celebrate getting, getting you, you in my apartment. apartment. Maybe I can get Renee to sing you into my room. <laughs> and then Greg says, I'm here to see you. I find Renee a little nosy. And then we see Renee in the background. She's like peeking through her door. Like her bedroom like, door. Shut she the shuts door. the door. And that's when Ali like smiles. Because he's managed to kind of, I don't know, make her, make her smile. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, and then she says, you know, I know I'm being stupid, but I'd probably feel a little less insecure if you, I don't know, snuck into my room and tickled my toes once. <laughs> it's like, no, oh God. Don't reference that disgusting no, kind of I know. <laughs> Um, but then um, Greg kind of pauses and looks like serious and she's mm. like what what is it and Greg's like well he has some news because he says I took a new job it's in, in a new hospital and it's, it's in, in Chicago. Chicago and Ali's like oh and Greg's like yeah uh, oh. and he's kind of like not that it has to be over for us and then Ali kind of gets away from him. She's, she's like, like, no, but oh, it would be smart, smart not to have a beginning. Yes. And Greg's like, I just don't know what to say. The truth is, I think I've fallen in love with you. And Ali goes, oh, I, oh, know I knew you, you have. <laughs> <laughs> this is a sure sign. Men who fall in love with me, this is what they do. They leave town to promote their careers. <laughs> <laughs> Which I laughed at because it's, it's funny. It's true. Um, and Greg's like, you know, it's not just any job. I'd be running the ER. It's a massive opportunity. And I was like, yeah, stupid to pass up. I completely understand. Um, and Greg's like, can I still take you out for your birthday? And Ali's like, no, I think you've blown out enough candles for one birthday. And Aww. and Ali's like, you know, I'm fine. We weren't in a relationship. We have nipped this into the in the bud. Buds don't feel pain. I'm okay. 
But I am tired, so and I've got stuff to do for work, so you probably should leave, leave yeah. now. And thanks for the great song. And Greg just looks really sad. And well, because Ali is just putting on a brave face. She completely she, I is. really enjoyed that scene, because it's so relatable, I think, from Ali's perspective, in that she's like you know don't let him see me like upset a that's gonna make him feel even worse yeah but b i don't want to like let myself yeah. feel like i've made this into a big thing when it's not a big thing even though it really is like it a is thing. it feels like a yeah. big thing because she was only saying earlier like you know he could be the one yeah and now it's like that's been snuffed out yeah and it's just like you know that thing of like we've nipped this in a bud buds don't feel pain I'm it's fine. like don't worry then about why it. are you in such agony I mean, yeah. barely it but anyway Greg leaves and that's yeah. when Ali's face finally like breaks the mask yeah. like she looks really sad sad yeah um, so so the next day which must be her actual birthday right yes I think it is um, yeah it starts with <laughs> The peppy version of Tell Him. I know yeah. something. Ali is in her sheep PJs in the bathroom, looking in the mirror, like smiling, like nodding her head. She's like, like head smiling. To, like, yeah. She's like, yeah, yeah, I know something. Like trying to pep herself up. Then she puts like blusher on and she's like headbally manically smiling. And then she like jumps out to the bedroom and, and she then, starts like doing this little weird like, like dance yeah she like weird like jumping bedroom. up and down yeah. and then the track kind of distorts to a stop and then there's like she, a smash zoom in on, on David, David the blow up doll and Ali just looks really angry and then she just grabs him and starts like smacking him around <laughs> like up and down like against the wall on against the, the bed, bed on the bed and then it, it goes into slow-mo to Vonda singing Charm You by Venice yeah while Ali just like bashes this doll on the ground and then in the end like she, she throws it down she does like floor. a wrestling like move where she like jumps and like lands, lands on, head on her it. butt and I'm sorry they've got like wooden floors that would hurt that would really hurt um, but anyway she jumps on his head so they burst and then Renee comes in and she's, and she's like, like I'm so sorry I didn't mean it and Ali's kind of like like stop blaming yourself this is nothing to do with you like this is you know he's got uh, people get mangled in Chicago gunshots, heart attacks on the rise I can't compete with that <laughs> and then Renee's oh, like God. well at least he didn't sleep with you before telling and Ali's like yeah, yeah. at least <laughs> and Renee's like oh my god did you want to sleep with him once because I definitely blew that and he wouldn't, have he wouldn't have told you if I hadn't and Ali's like I'm fine, I'm used to getting dumped think back, this isn't pain I'm feeling it's, it's nostalgia which made me laugh <laughs> And then she um, goes, so let's get to court. And then Renee just looks really sad about David. She's like, oh, R.I.P. David, sex doll. I'm like, dude, your mate needs some help. Like, how about you feel sad about her, not a blow-up doll? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so then we're in the office, and Elaine introduces her new invention. Oh, yeah, she comes up to Georgia, and she's wearing these, like, weird glasses. Ice goggles. Like, like um, those, uh, I don't know, like, really thick rimmed like black glasses that are quite popular these days yes um, you're wearing a pair right now <laughs> well no hers are more kind of square aren't they they're yeah. more rectangular but they've got like I guess little mini ice packs on the bottom <laughs> yeah. uh, they like look bit. like eye bags yeah. shaped on uh, to go and over you know your what? eye bag. I actually think this is quite a good invention. I do I do as well I'm like you know what I, I know they're against wearing one of those like only around the house yeah, but yeah. like I, I, mean, I think it's pretty good but like they 
all her inventions are designed to be like preposterous, but this yeah. is one where I'm like, no, I can I see think myself. That would sell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, they're ice goggles, and like it's for when your eyes get puffy in the morning, um, especially, especially while retaining, retaining water. water. And she's getting a patent. And then George is like, "Are you were you out late last night?" And Elaine's like, "Well, with that number, I did." Woo. <laughs> and George just looks at her weird. Elaine asks Georgia, "Can I ask you an ethical question?" And Georgia goes what and then Len goes if you invite a dozen or so men home with you from a bar and a good many actually show are you expected to sleep with all of them (laughs) (laughs) and George is like gee Elaine can I think on that one oh my god I mean I just don't know why she comes out with this stuff I mean like does she want people to be impressed uh, yeah I think she does I think she just wants it's attention isn't it yeah it is attention and she just wants to be I think it's just, yeah, it's... Yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so the next scene, we're in court, and Ali is doing her closing. And, I mean, she... Basically, her premise is that, you know, it's not about whether it's okay to be sexually attracted to feet. And I'm like, no, yeah, that was yeah, never that was the never question. The um, and, and then she says it's actually about him entering without being invited. And I'm up telling you that he's... Um, so she's managed to get him uh, to agree to plead guilty by reason of insanity. Yes. But then she says not legal insanity. So I was like, well, if it's not legal insanity, then how is this a legal argument that you're putting forward yeah, in the closing? Like, yeah. I just found that really weird. But then she said... But, but one that can actually be much more powerful... Loneliness. You know what the most common insanity going today is? It is the idea that love will just come to you, even if you do nothing. Oh, the right one will come along. It'll happen. You just wait. Well, who the hell came up with that? How many couples do you know? How many friends do you have that you can truly say the right one came along? You talk to most people and they will tell you that the right one slipped away. My point ask anybody what they want the most it's love we all agree personal happiness is much more important than our careers and yet look at what we do with the hours in our life the days nobody really applies themselves to their personal lives we just sit back and assume that that will take care of itself well sometimes it doesn't it wasn't happening for mr henderson And instead of letting things take their course, he got assertive. Too assertive, no question, and I'm sure that he regrets it. But but sometimes the things that you regret the most are the things that you don't do. And I'm just like, (laughs) she goes, I'm sure he regrets it. And it's like, well, clearly not if this is his third time doing it. I'm surprised that that hasn't come up in any of the arguments. I wonder whether, because sometimes previous things aren't allowed into a courtroom and I wonder whether that is what has happened is that's been uh, excused from like that's not being allowed as evidence yeah so and I um I was annoyed with this closing because that final sentence that she says sometimes what you regret the most the things that you don't do that's a mantra that I use quite often like because our dad always says that yeah um and I've you know, used it to help me make decisions a yeah. lot. But uh, and, not, and not be dictated to by fear. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I love that as a premise, but, like, it no. doesn't apply to, like, 
Assault. Assault. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't just mean you should just be going around doing everything you Breaking want. Breaking into someone else's house. Like, in, on the premise of like, oh, I'll really regret it if I don't like it. You know. Give it a shot. Yeah. Like, try, like no. Like, there's a line. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's be sensible. Yes. Um, so then we have Renee closing, closing on her side. And she's saying, <laughs> she starts with, I'm a romantic. Truth be told, I like to get my toes sucked. And John does like a nose whistle. <laughs> because he's drawn to her. Um, yeah. And she said, I had an old boyfriend down there so long once he loosened a nail. Oh, and I'm like, this so is grim. disgusting. <laughs> but anyway, she says, that's not the issue, like Miss McNeil said. And I'm like, well, why are you mentioning her? <laughs> anyway, she says, this issue is he's gone there committing a non-consensual sexual battery. That does not fly. Come on, Mr. Wright or Mrs. Wright may not come along. I agree. It's not that easy but you do not get to improve the odds by committing home invasions. Please. And I'm like, yes. yes exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. But then. <laughs> then we have the judge and uh, he's asking the, uh, the jury verdict. if they've reached a verdict. And uh, the four person says on the charge of misdemeanor battery, we find him not guilty. Mm-hmm. And on the charge of felony breaking and entering, we find him not guilty. I have a note that says, unbelievable. I mean, <laughs> Juries, eh? What are you going to do? So, uh, Mark breathes his massive sigh of relief. Uh, Cheryl just looks really shocked. She looks really upset to me. I, I would be upset. Yeah, um, really upset. So they, the judge dismisses the jury and Mark's saying thank you so much to Ali. Um, and, and Ali's like, this is great, Mark, but I do think you need counselling. And he's yeah. like, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and then John goes to give him, like, Tracy's card and Ali's like, no, not that kind of counselling. <laughs> and he's like, yes, I will. And then he just, he, he just, Go, he's he runs not after Cheryl. taking in whatever yeah. they've said and is, is going after Cheryl and he goes look I know that an apology won't help but if that jury can understand and Cheryl just scoffs she's like, and he's like let's just try can we just try then you know after if you still hey look you tried to put me in jail, okay? Now, if I can forgive that, and I'm and just then, like... And that, weirdly, is the line that wins Cheryl over because she then laughs and then says, okay, maybe we should go and have some coffee and talk. Oh. And I'm like, oh, God. To me, right. And he kind of puts his arm around her. And I know! Together. He puts his fucking arm around her. They leave together. But to me, she still looks really anxious. Yeah. Like, and I'm just like, this is like a fucking horror movie. Like, yeah. what... The actual fuck. Like, just because you're putting plinkety-plonk piano music over the top, <laughs> this is not a happy ending. No. This is fucking horrifying. Yeah. Like, the whole world has gaslighted Cheryl yeah. into thinking that what has happened to her is A-okay and she shouldn't be upset about okay, it. like, romantic. Yeah. And some, like, weird Exactly. Away. I'm just like... Oh my god, Cheryl, like, fucking run away. Like, yeah. you do not have to have coffee with this fucking guy. You don't have to let I him do just, anything. Uh, I, I mean, get a restraining horrible. order. I would. Horrible. Anyway, so then John and Ali leave the courtroom, and John says, I breathe through my mouth for your entire closing. My nose occasioned itself to whistle again. And Ali's, and Ali's like, like, like going, yeah, your... she's like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, just a nice thing on nose whistles. 
that's when Greg comes in. Yes. And he says, um, so he's at the courthouse for some reason to say, can I talk to you for a second? And Ali goes over to him and he says um, about the job, he's saying, look, this was in the works way before we met. And Ali's like, look, I'm not angry. You're going to love Chicago. The people there are great. They have the best ribs and the best cupboards. <laughs> and Greg's, and Greg's like, like what? Cupboards? And Ali's like, yeah, everyone talks about their cupboards. And Greg's like, cubs. It's a baseball team. <laughs> and at this point, I'm oh. like... <laughs> really fucking dense when it comes <laughs> like sport I've only just recently picked up on it because the other day when she was talking about ice hockey with the dancing baby the, a few episodes ago yeah. with Tracy um, and Tracy and she said something about animals Being dressing them up, up in yeah. like clearly she doesn't understand ice hockey <laughs> and like she's mistaking like the Chicago cubbies who I think everyone fucking knows about yeah, because like, they're in we're back British to, and we know yeah, about them they're in the Back to the Future movie like yeah. it's a massive cultural reference Zeitgeist like thing. globally yeah, I just... and she's talking about cupboards because she's misheard it for so many years like please I'm like you're just really stupid when it comes to sport. Like, she's been corrected another time. I think she mentioned a football player that I didn't know, but Georgia corrected her. Yeah. Um, a few, like, uh, way back. So, like, clearly, like, her being dense about sport is something that's, like, David Lee <laughs> Kelly. Like, oh, when can I put in another Ali misunderstands a sport joke? Do you know what I mean? Because women don't understand sport. Yeah, I know. So, yeah. So, I mean, this is unbelievable that oh she wouldn't know who God. the Cubs are. Yeah, anyway. Um, and actually, thinking about it, it's even more unbelievable because of what I know happens in future episodes, in future seasons. Oh, I don't know which, what you're referring to. Okay, well, I'll try Bring and remember back. that. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's a while away, but yeah, she doesn't, right. she doesn't know about the Cubs, basically. For some reason. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then Greg is trying to say, you know, it doesn't have to be goodbye, like I might come back. And, and Ali's like, right, mm, you yeah, don't even say goodbye. Yeah. And Greg's like, yeah, we can keep in touch. And Ali's like, yeah, absolutely, great. And he's like, so, and Ali's like, good luck. He's like, you two. And then he kisses Ali. Does and he then, kiss her on the cheek or is it? I think he kisses her, just kisses her. Yeah. And then Ali is upset. And then she runs for the elevator and it's like, no! It's very sad, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, really it's sad like, about it. She doesn't look back either. She's it like, never like, got yeah, the chance to, to get, really off, get the ground. off the ground. Yeah. And he's just like the nicest he guy. He is like the dreamiest. Very panicked guy. <laughs> but constantly I kind of shocked. That about him. <laughs> of an angel <laughs> like just everything of an angel um so yeah so then um elaine is like tidying the office it's like the end of the day most people have gone home yeah and she's wearing her ice she's goggles. wearing her ice and ali comes in and elaine's like oh well done congrats on the verdict and ali's like thanks and then elaine takes her goggles off and she just turns to elaine and says did you get me anything and elaine's like did i get you anything and she's like for my birthday, did, did you, you get, get me anything? Like a card, a card even. even. And Ellie's like, hello, are we forgetting about <laughs> last night? Did the Lord Jesus Christ <laughs> ask for the little drummer boy, did you get me anything? That would have changed the song's ending. So and like, I'm also like, um, hello, what about that cake? Yeah, like, where like, did that come from? And I know part of it was because it was what she would enjoy, but she was also trying to... Yeah. Like, nobody else was organising anything for anything. Ali's birthday. Yeah. Nobody else, like, even Renee yeah. hadn't done a fucking thing. And I'm sorry, but that performance of I'm a Woman was fucking spectacular. Like, yeah. And, and I just, I just 
it was so enjoyable. I don't believe Annie, uh, Annie, I don't believe Ali didn't enjoy what anything about that. And okay, she was a little off base with the whole stripper thing. Yeah. But I don't think she was genuinely doing it just for herself. I think she was thinking, well, what would I want? What would I want someone to organise for me? Because that's her only reference mm, point. Mm. And if Ali had really enjoyed it, I don't think Elaine would have been but her about it. No. She would have been like, great, Ali, yeah, yeah, great, we can enjoy this together. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I do think, think she it was, just missed the mark just on Just missed few the mark, just a few things. But yeah. at least, like, she was the only one yeah. caring I mean, about I think this is the thing is that, you know, like, everyone, I think the thing is, like, oh, Ali doesn't like birthdays. Ali, and it's like, well, Sometimes if she people... really didn't like birthdays, yeah. she wouldn't have gone to the bar in the first no. place. Like, you would just go home. I, de- I just think that's bullshit. Like, everyone likes to be made a fuss of. Not necessarily to that extent, yeah, but, like, but to be acknowledged if, that if, it's their if birthday. If everyone ignored it, like... You'd also be upset. You'd be very upset. I mean, Elaine says at the beginning of the episode, the only thing worse than uh, celebrating a birthday is not celebrating And I think birthday. that's very true. I think I everyone very would true. agree with that. Yeah. So yeah, so I think at least she was fucking trying. Do you know what yes, I mean? Yes, yes. And, and that's the thing about birthdays. Like, you don't complain about the present. You no. like, it's like the thought that counts. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, uh, anyway, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so um, Ali's like, so on stage, that was you being the little drummer boy. And Elaine's uh, uh, like, correct. And Ali was like, well, last night was the same as every night. Every, every day. day. It's about you wanting to be noticed. These silly glasses. This is you wanting to be noticed. How long are you planning on keeping this all up? And this is my... Objection! Because Ali... very fair enough. ...ragging on Elaine. Yes. I'm like, you don't know people's shit, okay? And you are not the only fucking one with problems. You don't yeah. know why people are doing what they're doing. And she may go about things the wrong way sometimes, but at heart, and we'll get into this as we get into Elaine's response, you know, she just wants to be liked and she just wants to do nice things for you because, because she, she wants to be you your friend and wants to be your friend yeah. and you're fucking so self-absorbed you I'm can't so, see like, it. And you, uh, what I am so fucked off about is that this was so unprovoked. Yeah. This is all so because, this is all because she has hurt feelings about, about Greg. Greg. And, and so Elaine. she's now, yeah, and, and she's now taking, like, and the using wife, Elaine as her emotional punch but bag. But also when no one else is around. Yeah, so she can't Elaine. defend us. Like, she's completely... It's really shitty behaviour, and I really, terrible. really didn't like it. No, it's horrible. So, so yeah, she goes, so how long are you planning on keeping all of this up? And then Elaine just looks really, really sad and says, till I'm noticed. And she looks really teary. Yeah, and then she, she would be. She goes into this story. When I was in the fourth grade, my best friend got a brand new bike. And she rode it around. Everybody admired it. Admired her. My parents couldn't afford a bike. I even tried selling myself to the boys at recess for a nickel. How dark is that? Really dark. How, I was like, fucking hell. Like, yeah. this is like... Well, I, I don't know what she means by sold. No, but, but, still, but even just like the premise of yeah. how can I earn money? I've got no like smarts worth thinking about. Like at that point, you're so down on your other skills. To be that's like, the only this is the only of. thing I'm I have worth. to offer yeah. the world. It's and I don't so... want to be like down on sex work because... Something no, it's, it's not. Enjoy yeah, work. it's not even about that. It's more the fact that she's a little girl, girl doing and that, and she doesn't yeah. like. It's, it, she didn't see it as any other choice. 
Like, this was her only option yeah. as far as she could see. Because I haven't got anything else to offer. Yeah. Which is super sad. Oh. And so she sold herself to the boys at recess for a nickel. And she says, And I did save up enough to buy a bell. You know, to put on it if I ever did get a bike. I never got that bike. But I made a lot of noise with the bell. And my heart just oh. broke. Because I think Elaine gets a lot of, like, dismissive flack. like flack like oh she's just an idiot like she attention she's attention seeking and blah 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 and I'm like behind every at- attention seeker is always like a reason yeah why they they were stars of attention at some point in their life and yeah. it's about wanting to be loved yeah that's like, all it is what I think there is there's this it's strange because it's that thing of like it's insecurity. When, when, yeah, but when someone is, you know, an attention seeker, in air quotes, like the the kind of sort of normal reaction is to be like, oh, you're just an attention seeker. Yeah. So I'm not going to give you any attention. And it just it perpetuates just makes that it worse. So yeah. it's like, yeah, so if she's seeking attention, how about you just give be her nice attention? Be And then she might feel less the, le, like won't the feel the need part, to do that as much because it, that's uh, yeah I just but for the most part her attention seeking antics are not harmful to anyone no, they no. always come because I know there are some people who are attention seeking in really bad ways like they will hurt people destructive for attention ways or hurt themselves yeah. For it, yeah you know and that's not cool like there are ways of dealing with your uh, insecurity issues rather than doing that but like her attention seeking behaviour for the most part I'm trying to think of a time when there's not and I wouldn't necessarily want to say definitively that she's never done anything awful because I'm sure everyone has but like she it tends to be just something that either makes her look ridiculous or like her seem strange like not really hurting anyone else no it never it never feels any it never feels like it's like targeted at someone in a malicious way so let's you know, and I'm not saying Renee was being malicious, but let's think about the Greg song. Mm. Elaine was just as thirsty about Greg when he started singing. She didn't get off on that stage. Yes. And she takes almost any excuse to yeah. take the spotlight. And, she and I bet attention. she was dying to do that. Yeah. But she was like, no, because that will hurt Ali. I can't, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. I just, yeah, I yet Renee didn't yeah. have that. That wherewithal. Yeah. yeah. So I just, you know. Yeah. She made a lot of noise with the bell. And Ali's like, oh, I see. And Elaine says, I have as much entitlement to happiness as you do to misery. And I was like, you fucking tell her, Elaine. Exactly. And Ali's like, I'm not miserable. I'm just... I'm just not there yet. And Elaine's like, me either. We just have our different ways of dealing Dealing with it. And I'm like, see, Ali, not everyone... Like, other people have problems too. And they don't all deal with their problems in the same way that you do. So you cannot... You know, it's so arrogant of you to just assume that you know what people's shit is you nobody yeah. knows and what also shit is. like i get that you find elaine's way of dealing with things annoying but your way of dealing with things is annoying, annoying. like half this think- podcast is yeah. getting annoying with you Ali, so you know don't act like your shit don't stink it really yeah. does yeah, exactly <laughs> so but yeah then she kind of turns ali turns around and is like um renee and i are gonna get some dinner do you want to come i'm like finally you've like decided to include elaine and yes. make elaine feel like she's wanted and elaine's like 
oh, I'd love to, but maybe next time. And, and to me, I'm like, if Ali had not come in the way that she had and used Elaine as her emotional punch bag yeah. and just turned around and said, we're going out, do you want to come? I, there's no doubt in my mind Elaine would have been like, yeah, great, yeah, I'll come with you. Yeah. But you've upset her so much by attacking her the way that be you did. In your yeah, she's like, longer. I am too upset now to enjoy myself, it's like basically. So mean. Yeah, but it I just was think so uncalled If she'd for. come in and not done that, I don't think she would have asked Elaine. No, because Elaine's turned around and been like, you know, how dare you, basically. Well, she, no, she hasn't even said that. She hasn't even got angry. She's just got sad and just said, look. Got vulnerable and been like, Look, this, look, is, my this, this is, is my deal. This is my deal. This is my. This is this is something that you know. If, this is this is this how is I me am. Laying me out yeah. on, the, on the line, like this is like. And do you really think that's cool to like? Therefore, treat me like you're you know shit on the bottom of your shoe. Yeah. All the time. And Ali's like only doing it out of guilt now, and yes. she knows that. And she's like, I'm not your pity party. Yeah. Do you know what I mean. So yeah, but it's just really sad. And then Ali goes sure, and then she goes. You know, Elaine, you really were great on the stage. Yeah. And I'm like, too little, too late, Ali. Yeah, like, I know. But the thing is, is that Elaine, like, you can see Ali saying that. It's made meant her feel the fucking better. world yeah. to Elaine. Yeah. Because she says thank you. Yeah. And it's just like, and then she Ali... just wants a bit of love. Love. She just wants like, some love. Like, that's all it is. Yeah. And Ali leaves and Elaine sort of dabs her eyes because she's got teary and she's yeah. like tidying Ali's desk. This is the other thing. Elaine spends her, heart, spends her entire life is about making Ali's day easier. At tidying work. up her yeah. shit. Like making sure that she has all the information she needs. Making sure she knows like, and yeah, sometimes she does things in a slightly she's ridiculous yeah. way. Yeah. But she's basically does a good job as we've always said. Yeah, like, she she's is super good at her job. Super effective. And she's like, Ali's just abused her. And Completely. she's having to tidy her desk. I mean, at that point, I'd be like, sweep it off. your fucking desk. <laughs> you can tidy your own desk today. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Completely. So, yeah. Completely. So then we have Vonda starts up singing K Sarah Sarah. K Sarah Sarah. And Ali meets, we see another montage. So Ali meets up with Renee and they walk down the street. And Renee buys balloons for Ali's birthday. Yes. And they walk along. And like two seconds later, Ali. <laughs> lets them go and they like lovely lovely like they drift up and you just see this pan this big like wide pan yeah. of them drifting up into the sky and I was like I'm sorry I would be pissed <laughs> if I spent like five dollars on some balloons and within three seconds you someone let just let go. them go I'm like what the fuck like at least keep them for a couple of hours <laughs> no I agree it was like it did feel like are you trolling Renee now yeah. like come on like, oh, I really want those balloons. Thank you. Let them go. Okay. <laughs> Whoops. Like, oh, anyway, aside from that, yeah, it was a sweet ending. Yes, it was. Yes, yeah. So, Not from the whole Elaine business. Oh, God, yeah. 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 Okay. So, yeah, yeah, there's a lot going on in that episode so again. Much. Again, like, yeah. we're getting some jam packed. It's almost like they've <laughs> they got to the like to a tail end of the series and they, the season, and they were like, oh, shit, we've we should, like, put some plot in, like, <laughs> pump, pump loads of stuff happening. Because it's 
like a whistle stop tour. It's yeah. like everywhere you turn, something's going on. Exactly. Um, okay. But I, I would say for the most part, I did enjoy seeing Annie celebrate her birthday in various I mean, ways. The, it was traumatic. It, uh, yeah, but I mean, like the singing was. Mwah. Oh, mwah. So good. <laughs> so good. Always enjoy a good bar sing along. Oh, so good. Yeah. Mm. Retrial. Cheryl versus Mark Henderson. Yeah. So I think I think uh, I think we all know. <laughs> Mark Henderson should have been found guilty on all counts. No. Like what he did was a complete violation. Yeah. And though we don't know what he's done in the past, like we do know this is the third time he has been brought up on these kinds of charges. Yeah. I mean, and and this is my thing when you were going about like talking about autism and him not understanding stuff and I do feel the show leans a lot on that to try and be like oh it's just an innocent misunderstanding or misinterpretation of signals by a socially awkward man and that because of that he deserves a second chance. Well, he's had, like, this is his third Exactly. Chance. He absolutely does not deserve a chance. Like, he has a problem. Yeah. Like, three strikes, you're guilty as Like, part. he's on a sex regi- sex offender's yeah. list. Yeah, like, like he, you have a problem. Yeah. And it should not have been... Like, I'm shocked from the... Like, just his fucking weird testimony that oh. the, the jurors weren't like, okay, I get the... People are lonely, but that guy has a problem. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I can't believe that didn't stick in their head more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he was a creep. I mean, you you don't just go into someone's house and you just know questions. Like, you don't. No. And what I also didn't like was the other kind of slum or thing they threw in the pot with this storyline is when Cheryl was talking with Ali up in the office and like Mm. pouring her heart out to Ali and was saying, you know, I don't meet guys like it just that doesn't happen for me and it was was almost this kind of like Ali just took that to mean like oh well she's clearly never gonna meet anyone else so she's gotta get together that these two Uh, have to it's like we have to work this out she doesn't she doesn't have to settle for a a registered Just because they both like calling into radio shows. Like that really isn't enough to build a relationship. (laughs) Like I just didn't like this like narrative of oh, well, there's no one out there for her. This is definitely the only one that she'll ever meet. I'm like, no, that's not true. No. There's nothing wrong with her. No. She can definitely meet another person, human being that to share her life with that isn't a creep. Yeah. Like, like this say, is ridiculous. Isn't constantly being brought up on sex offence. Like, oh my God. Yeah. So problematic all round. Verdict of the week. The jury's back. Shall I go first? Yes. I find Ali... Guilty! <laughs> okay, okay. So, uh, yeah, I just think she does too much in this episode, and we covered them all, but it is basically, one, acting like a dick towards Greg for not for him not sleeping with her when she wanted him to. Okay. That's not cool. Yeah. Two, is this fucking weird insistence that Mark and Cheryl should be together and that case be dismissed. And, yeah. And trying to convince Cheryl that it's just a quirk and yeah. that she wasn't really hurt by what happened yeah. and just get over it and get together yeah, yeah, with yeah, him already. Yeah. Go for coffee already. Like, and... Thirdly, for taking her hurt feelings out on Elaine yeah. in such an unprovoked, sure. cruel way. And, and this I'm just the first like, time she's been no, really cruel no, with Elaine. exactly. And I'm just like, three strikes, you're out. Yeah. Well, actually, I've got two extra strikes to add 
find Ali guilty. Well, it's between two, and I'm not going to do it because I'm going to do the other one because she's okay. already given it to her. But okay. I've got two other points. Like, she was also getting really stressed about turning 20 fucking eight. And I'm like, <laughs> hush that noise. Chill. Hush that noise. And then also for letting the fucking balloons go because that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> that is just stupid. So, uh, yeah, okay. so I am finding Renee guilty. Oh, okay. I think making the decision to get up there, as we've yes. discussed, but yes. also mainly just discovering her chance, Ali's chances at getting laid, because Lord knows <laughs> she needs a good that girl session needs- in the sack. <laughs> Especially with someone like Greg. Oh, like, Greg, you can you imagine? Oh, dreamy! <laughs> <laughs> Right, I'm going to go and get the panty oh, okay. and mop her up yeah, because I, I think we both need <laughs> <laughs> um, And yeah, so please tell us uh, what you... I mean, I'm sad to see Greg leave. I know. So quickly as well. So... <sighs> I'm not going to look up whether it's his last appearance because I don't want to spoil anything. No. But, I mean, clearly he's gone for now. Yes. Um, maybe... And Maybe we can only hope. We can only hope that he comes back in the future. He did say he did leave it open. Yeah, I mean, end. I don't have high hopes, but it was nice while it lasted. Oh, it was so nice. <laughs> Why do the good ones always get away? Okay? Um, yeah. So yeah. So let us know how you felt about Greg. Maybe we can have like a a Greg mourn like wake like <laughs> on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram so we're on Twitter at Bygones Podcast search for us on Facebook Bygones Podcast and we're on Instagram at Bygones Pod and then email us with any emails thoughts opinions decisions life <laughs> firsts whatever you want to have any we're uh, good pictures of Jesse L. Martin we oh yeah <laughs> email us all the pictures of Jesse L. Martin um, discuss his appearance on Rent like anything you want to tell us his we are voice. here for that open arms um, so, suck it to us yeah um, yeah so yeah well let's uh, calm down and hopefully we'll be in a much more composed state for the next episode um, I feel pitted I am like what's the what's the like what, uh, I'm not what's pitted not pitted I am sodden <laughs> So yeah, better go get cleaned up. Um, and yeah, till next time. Bye, guys. I can wash out forty-four pairs of socks and have them hanging on the line. I can starch an iron two dozen shirts before you can count from one to nine. I can scoop up a great big dipper full of lard from the drippings can. Throw